Dyson Logistics have been on board with Shark Cast since day one, and because of that and their excellent service, we are proud to be associated with them. Dyson Logistics provides tailored logistical solutions to meet your individual client needs and is set apart by its personalized service. Dyson is a strong worldwide agent network, enabling highly competitive rates, and I should also point out their head honcho is a lifelong season ticket holder of the mighty Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Find them online, www.dysonlogistics.com, or call them on 02 Dyson Logistics, service delivered. The Royal Motor Yacht Club Port Hacking is a hidden gem of the Shire, situated on the banks of the beautiful Port Hacking. It's a great place to catch up with friends, celebrate your birthday or any special occasion, and they always show the NRL live on the big screens. They also have live acoustic music on weekends. Yachty's Bistro is open seven days and nights for lunch and dinner, and they also do a phenomenal breakfast on weekends. If you mention Sharkcast, you get a free garlic bread, baby. The RMYC Port Hacking, proud sponsors of this podcast and big supporters of the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Check out their website, rmycph.com.au. They've got a Facebook page, or you could go old school and call them on 02 Sharkcast Pod, a podcast dedicated to the greatest sporting club in the history of the world, the mighty Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. This show is proudly brought to you by Dyson Logistics, the Royal Motor Yacht Club in Port Hacking, and Jason Hawes at Crips and Crips Real Estate. Thanks for everyone who's been in touch at Sharkcast Pod and SharkcastPod at gmail.com. It's partly why I'm doing this short, sharp episode of catching up on the mail. I've neglected that a little bit. I apologize, but I thought it'd be a good way to catch up with all of our listeners as well as answer a few questions that have been sent our way looking forward to the season ahead on the field it's going to be fascinating to watch very competitive sharks team this year which we will talk about week in week out Uh, great coaching staff and really it's all ahead for us it's it's time to get back on the roller coaster that goes up we've been on the sort of downward spiral a little bit but I think it's going to be uh, some really cool years ahead for us starting this year and it may not happen straight away but it's definitely going to happen so looking forward to on the field and very much looking forward to off the field bringing you all weekly episodes where I can more than weekly episodes I'm working on a plan to sort of have those of you who want to hear some more be able to do that but like all plans they may not come off so don't want to talk too much about that but there are plans just to keep the podcast fresh and 
definitely don't want to stray away from our traditions that we've been doing since 2015, but always looking at ways to to just keep it a bit more interesting and keeping everyone informed but also entertained. So watch your space and all that. Hope everyone is well. These are hard times we're living in. I know that we've all been affected by what's going on in the community and I don't know how to say it other than it sucks and I hope that you're keeping your head above water. Tough times and shout out to all of our friends who are working in the health uh, sector. It's it's brutal, absolutely brutal. So we do have a few people who listen that I know of who uh, are out there on the front line. So thank you so much for your efforts and your help. And uh, just everyone, just everyone, I hope everyone's doing okay. There was a informative and interesting article written by our friend Dave Riccio interviewing Craig Fitzgibbon uh, this week in the Telegraph and Murdoch publications. Some really good quotes and some really good, I guess, tidbits about what may be happening. And I think we and other people assumed a certain way the back line might be going, for example, but that's... I think everything's up in the air, which is we'll, we'll get to that with the with some of the mail that's been written to us. But the number one thing you'll be hearing us talk about, I think, week in week out, is the competition for spots and and who belongs where and who could shuffle over here. Or when asked about, does he know whether he has his starting halves for round one? Fitzgibbon replied, "It's starting to take shape, but we're not locked in." And then he mentions all the halves. He said, we've got some great competition with Nico, Braden Trindle, Matt Moylan, Luke Metcalf, Ryan Rivett, and Lockie Miller, all preparing really well. So whether you believe it will come down to trial form or whether you believe just sort of dodging a storyline there, there is definitely competition in most spots. In most spots. Not all. I mean, you think the fullbacks certainly earned his jersey. We do have other people that can play there, but that for example, is probably not up for someone else to jump in in round one. But there is a lot of movement that could happen in this team, and it's super fascinating. I'm sure the next uh, episode or two we'll come back to this interview as a reference, but for now let's jump into some of the mail that's been sent our way. I'm going to do it in the order that was sent to us. So Danny has written to us from the UK. He says, thank you for the podcast. Thanks for carrying on when Newman left because your podcast gives me a massive insight into the Sharks, which I can't get elsewhere. And then he has some praise for Adam as well, which I, of course, agree with. I'm going to reply to you, Danny, about the jersey situation. The question is, will the Sharks consider signing Bronson Sherry again? I personally loved watching him play and would love to have him back. Just wondering if the Sharks are interested in him when they can officially sign him. I understand he's still banned until November next year. Uh, all the best, up, up. Well, Danny, looking at the interwebs, it says he's eligible to play in end of 2023. Danny, I have no intel on whether they'd be interested in signing him or not at the moment. Do you know that he was loved at that club? He was uh, seen as a nice young guy with an immense talent. He came up through the ranks. One of those great stories that comes around every sort of three or four years for the Sharks, you know, going back to ET and fast-forwarding to your Stewie Mills and, you know, your, your local juniors that just climb the ranks and make it to first grade. There's always the guys that sort of go close, but these guys that break through the barrier and make it to first grade for their local club, 
uh, in in that position of center with you know blistering speed, etc. It's always fun to watch. I know they were extremely let down by his behavior and extremely let down by the fact that he wasn't talking to anyone about the problems that he was having. I think coupled with the fact that the Sharks had been through all the Asada business in the years gone by and to drag the club through the mud again, that really hurt the club and people at the club. I'm a never say never kind of guy and I personally would have no issue with him coming back. I think it would have to be on a reasonably... Uh, sensible contract from from money point of view. I wouldn't be throwing the house at him. I'd have a few clauses in there about behaviour. Whether they'll do it or not, I'm not sure, but I can tell you that someone will. I mean, he's young and he was getting pretty good. So someone will sign him up. And I think he knows that. Keeping fit, he looks huge. And I think if he can stay on the straight and narrow in his life, and, and I know that he's you know, got some family history there of, of off-field issues. But he personally, from what I've been told from the club, there was never any issues at all with him personally. I have no doubt someone will sign him. And if it's us, I think that's a nice redemption story. Am I wishing for it? Not necessarily. Will we need him is the other question. I mean, let's see who's coming through our ranks. Oh, I get the feeling a club like... The West Tigers, a club like maybe even St. George, just someone who who historically buys out of desperation might throw him some bucks that are hard to turn down. I would like to think he's going to give the Sharks the first offer. So we'll watch your space on that one, Danny. Thank you so much for being in touch, and I will reply to you about everything else, and uh, I hope you're keeping safe over in the UK. All right, up next we have Jack, and Jack is responsible for the opening music that you heard and possibly the outro as well. Uh, Jack is a regular listener, a regular writer and a muso and he has done a recording for us of the opening and and it sounds fantastic. Jack, thanks so much for doing that. Appreciate your time and effort. Hope you're keeping well and he says thanks for the 12 days of Sharkmas episode. It was quality up up for 2022. And yes, if you're not caught up with our episodes, I think two episodes ago, we did an all-star 12 Wishes of Christmas Sharkmas episode. It featured myself, but more importantly, Dr. Cameron Webb, Jardine Ormsby, Gary Gazdoza, and Josh Bowling. I think that was the entire crew. Uh, TK and Clinton couldn't be around, but please go check out that if you haven't for a bit of fun. Thanks, Jack. Much appreciated. Next up, we have Steve. He said, I just got a chance to listen to 12 Days of Christmas Pod. Absolute ripper. Thoughts on the intro music? Definitely need to replace Kickstart My Heart. Although I do agree when I hear it now, I think of Shark Park. It still doesn't feel like ours, though. So, interesting thoughts there, Steve. And I agree with you that we wouldn't mind replacing the music. But I guess now it's been played for so long that when you hear that song it might remind you of the shark. So it's catch 22 for me. So obviously it's not a huge issue. Uh, Sometimes I make more out of these things than they are, I would imagine. Uh, He does go on to say, someone needs to remix the Jaws theme into a song, sort of like the shark cast Biggie intro. So maybe what you just heard before from Jack could be something like that. Also with the college game day experience, I think something at the 13th minute would be cool to celebrate the goat Paul Gallon 
or a little bit harder, but at 20 minutes and 16 seconds to celebrate 2016. I could see the place going wild when 2016 hits. Anyway, just talking nonsense, keep up the good work. Thanks, Steve. I actually don't mind that. I don't know if I want it for every game, although I guess you could find some sort of celebration for each home game to do it at certain times. But I don't mind that kind of thing. It was funny in the in the Paul Gallon last was it the last home game and and at the thirteenth minute I assume everyone stood up and applauded or something happened. I think we all just applauded a round of applause for a minute. And we were coming out of our own line and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Chad just like kick the ball for like 80 metres dead or something. Something bizarre happened. It didn't really work with what was going on around the ground. But, Steve, I like the way you're thinking. I think entertainment is key. Entertainment is key for these for these matches that keep people coming back in their droves. Not the regulars, but the other people. The other people not like us. Not the fanatics. The people that go to one or two games a year. That, that kind of thing might draw them back. Or you know what? Maybe it would annoy them. I've got no idea. Thanks so much, Steve, for your correspondence. Okay, next up we have Alan. And I know Alan from my work on the Gaz and Shanaz show. Alan is from the Philippines. In fact, he calls himself the Philippine Connection. And he's a huge fan of the Sharks. He's a 78-year-old supporter. He supported them since they were a second division team playing at Sutherland Oval. Been living in the Philippines since 2009. He's, just to paraphrase here, because I'm going to make it a bit shorter, Alan, you're very concerned about the fact that some people in the media have said that Matt Ikevalu would be a starting centre in 2022. Uh, And you do point out correctly that of the 39 matches he's played, 36 were as a winger, one as a centre, and two off the bench. I don't think at the moment, Alan, you need to worry about him playing in the centres. I think that if there's a few injuries, then maybe they'd consider it. But I think that, obviously, Jesse Ramian has one spot. I'm of the belief Connor Tracy will take the second spot. If not, I mean, Ronaldo has been playing there in training as well. And there's a few other options that you could throw in there. So I don't know if Matt Ikevalu is going to be an option at centre, unless there's a mass injury crisis in that position. You do say that you hope they're not considering moving Multalo or Katoa as wingers. Now, if Ikevalu grabs a starting spot, then one of those two is going to be out, and I'm here to tell you it won't be Ronaldo. So I think at this point it's between Katoa and Ikevalu for the starting spot. I don't think that the decision's been made yet. I know Matt Ikevalu came here on a two-year deal, and he's obviously been handpicked by the new coach. But I don't think it's a done deal just yet. I would think they're neck and neck at the moment. Alan, we will be talking a lot about player depth exclusively in the next one or two episodes when Tristan Kainel and myself do the annual player depth chart. We, we talk a lot about who can play where, and we're going to talk about this uh, situation in particular. So please stay tuned for that episode. It'll be coming up in the next week or two, I hope. Thank you so much for your support, Alan. Stay safe. Have a great Sharks New Year, he says. Up, up, your Philippine connection. And Alan does say, P.S., will the Weekly Bite be returning? And for those who don't know, the Weekly Bite is the Gaz and Sinaz show that happened on Sharks, I don't know, Sharks TV, Sharks website. And 
it's been on and off for the last few years. Uh, it was off last year for a few different reasons. Uh, we're going to have a chat this month about that, Alan, and see what we can come up with. Uh, no promises, unfortunately. I'd, I'd be happy to do it. You know, you guys know I'd be happy to do it. Hopefully, we can make something happen. Thank you for your support. You're a legend, Alan, and please subscribe to this podcast. Alan, take care over there, my friend. Last up, we have a note from Owen, and Owen says, uh, Happy New Year. I have a few of your latest podcasts to catch up on. Looking forward to the Sharks year ahead, and my Sharks have heart jersey debut. Yeah, the jerseys are looking pretty good, Owen, so hopefully, uh, hopefully the Sharks are making some coin out of that. Uh, Owen has written to us about some NFL, National Football League, in particular about my beloved Minnesota Vikings, which is very lovely, and I'm sure we can have this chat more in depth elsewhere. But he's keen to hear my thoughts on new head coach, new GM, and the direction they'll go in. To put it as brief as I can, I'm super happy we're getting a new coach. I'm super happy we're getting a new GM. The coach was good for three of the eight years. Uh, I would have sacked him after the Philadelphia championship game loss. It haunts me on a nightly basis, the fact that they had one game to win and then they could have played the Super Bowl in their home stadium. It's just, I can't and never will get over that until they win a title. Uh, GM was good, but really couldn't pick a quarterback. So happy for him to move on after 16 years, which is a long time. Also, I will be happy if Captain Kirk... Cousins moves on too. He's on far too much money for a very average quarterback. His stats are really great, but he cannot win games when you need him to. He doesn't really have winning seasons, and the pressure very much gets to this guy when when you need it to not get to him, and it's really frustrating as a fan. So happy for him to move on. I think they might have a little bit of an in-between season where they might bring back a Teddy or a Fitzmagic or someone like that, and maybe they'll draft for a good quarterback the year after next because in this next draft there's not many good quarterbacks having said that if you trade Kirk you'll get a first round pick I'm pretty sure so see what happens there he talks about Jonathan Taylor being an excellent fantasy player which I can also agree with I had him in one of my three teams oh and thanks for being in touch thanks for your kind wishes and we will no doubt talk NFL another time but hope you're doing well and thanks for all the support thanks everyone who's been in touch and We'll be back with another episode in the coming week or two. We're going to get back to regular weekly episodes before you know it and see what else we can do after that. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Up, up, Cronulla. Sharkcast is supported by the best and most honest real estate agent in the Sutherland Shire, Jason Hawes from Crips and Crips Real Estate. He's an expert in the Carringbara region and has his eye all across the Shire. Lifelong Sharks fan and supporter of this podcast, if you're looking to buy or sell in the region, the person you need to be talking to is Jason Hawes from Crips and Crips Real Estate. Call him on 0410-417-450. That's 0410-417-450. Jason Hawes, Crips and Crips Real Estate.